Hi, this is Robert Mitchell with episode 22 of High Tide in the Dreamtime. And today's episode is called, Is Astrology Real? Are You? And it's been inspired by a few experiences I've had recently working with people in astrology uh, as as uh, as an astrologer or maybe um, in preparation for psychedelic work as well, which astrology sometimes can be surprisingly helpful for, even if the person undergoing the experience doesn't believe it's a real thing when they get in touch with me. And it also comes from an experience I had this past weekend working with another client where I said a bunch of things that were pretty bold about their experience because there's a lot you can see in people's astrology charts about what their experience is that's very intimate and very indicative of the experience that they're having and the ways that they perceive things and the way that they create things. You know, there is a, there's a notion of dependent arising in Buddhism. And to to talk about it, to simplify it, it's basically that Everything is consciousness perceiving itself. Um, and that's, that's similar to non-duality, which means that there's no I and other. That there is a uh, unified consciousness that's experiencing it through, one's, through perception. So even when there's two people involved, that unified consciousness is perceiving one of those people. It's not separate from those people. It's not a independent actor or an independent perceiver. And so when you look at an astrology chart, you can see the way that that specific consciousness perceives its environment, perceives the people its environment, and the major actors in that are usually its parents or its siblings. And also the way it is working to transform the awareness of what its capabilities are in the midst of that experience. So I don't ever think that there's a mechanistic relationship between somebody's astrology chart and what they're like. They're not caused by their astrology chart. They're not caused by a planet being in a certain sign or a planet being in a certain house, or a planet being in relationship to another planet, which are really the fundamentals of astrology. What it means, rather, what an astrology means, what astrology means is that you're looking at a localized version of consciousness. Uh, And it's not independent of consciousness as a whole, of the consciousness that permeates the entire physical and non-physical 
world. And, and most of that consciousness is non-physical. That's physics. That's quantum physics. So when you look at someone's astrology chart, when you're seeing where they were born and when they were born and the time of their birth, you're looking at a snapshot of localized consciousness that is connected to the one consciousness that permeates everything. And it is trying to do something. It, you know, when you're looking at the mechanics behind that moment, there's a story about that person's consciousness, about what it is trying to transform. And you can see in somebody's birth chart, in a person's birth chart, the transformative experience that is their lifetime, the intention behind it, the struggle of it, what it's designed to do, what it's going to be good at doing, and what it's going to struggle to accomplish, and more often than not, what it struggles to accomplish are its greatest virtues. So what you're seeing, what I'm seeing, what anybody's seeing who sees an astrology chart is they see a localized vision of the consciousness that pervades everything that is trying to do its part to transform that consciousness in physical reality that may be abstract but after looking at thousands of charts and working with a thousand people at least I know that that's true I know that that's the purpose that you can see in someone's astrology chart that there's a way to interpret an astrology chart that is like interpreting a dream. There is an intention in a dream. There is something that's being communicated to our ego that it doesn't presently understand. So, if anyone has a dream and wakes up and goes, I had this dream, I was going to the supermarket and I bought eggs oh, this must be mean this, or this must mean that, and then they move on, that's not what the dream's about. Because it's not mechanistic, and the intelligence that creates the dream, that creates the scene of the dream, that creates the intention of the dream, that creates you as a character in that dream, it wants to be known. And it's using a lot of energy to make itself known. So when you see somebody's astrology chart or anybody sees somebody's astrology chart, there is an intention behind that. That's being communicated by the location, the physical location of the solar system at that moment. There is an intention behind that behind that mechanical 
experience. And to assume that it's random and to assume that it's meaningless or purposeless is to deny nature. Because nature is always trying to express the most successful version of itself. When you see a tree or you see a plant that you can look out your window and see right now, or you see a star in the night sky or a supernova, it is an expression of nature trying to come to being in the most effective version of itself. So when you see trees, they grow a certain way because they're trying to get the most amount of sunlight so that they can get chlorophyll, their leaves. <laughs> and when you see a, a earthquake, um, you're seeing two plates trying to relieve the stress between them so that they can settle in the most comfortable way. They're trying to resolve the resistance between them. And you can see that in people's lives. I can see that in people's lives. Everybody's astrology chart is some unresolved aspect of nature that they're responsible for. They're the ambassador or the agency of nature. And it's the same nature that created universes and star systems and each person is a portal of the intelligence that created all those things into physical reality. And so it's never hard for me to go, what's the meaning of life? Or to be asked that? Because to me, it's a ridiculous question after having worked with people this way. The meaning of life is to transform your unknowing into knowing through your own efforts, through your own struggles, and through your own gifts. And astrology is one way that that can be discussed for individuals. It's not a system like meditation or yoga. That's one size fits all. Each, each astrology chart is as unique as a DNA uh, strand or a thumbprint. I've never seen two that look alike or that remind me of one another. Each one has such a unique narrative about what that consciousness is trying to transform. And ultimately, what each individual consciousness transforms is for everybody. It's that person's job. It's that person's responsibility. 
And when they figure this out, they can help other people through their example, through their achievement, through their kindness, through their empathy, through their leadership. through helping people who are going through the same process that they went through form in a successful way. You know, we are all born connected with this intelligence that permeates everything. And through our interactions with the people around us who are usually our parents or our family, we're either going to remain in contact with those roots or we're going to be separated from them. And where we remain in contact with those roots, there's going to be power in our beings, wherever that is, whether that's in our intellect, whether that's in our physical body, whether that's in our creativity or our imagination. And where our bonds are broken, that's where we're going to struggle. That's where we're going to think rather than be aware of our connection to the universal intelligence that shapes everything. And the places where we maintain those bonds are going to be effortless. If that's in our physical body, we're going to have vibrant health. If that's in our creativity, we're going to have access to enormous creative flow. If that's in our understanding of, of value, we're going to have an easy time making money. If that's in our capacity to empathize with people, we're going to be able to help people. And in the places where those bonds are broken, usually not on purpose. And usually, as far as I can tell, those bonds that get broken, the people who break them for us are not to blame. That's not the game. The game is, is where our bonds are broken are usually where our intuition about universal truths and universal aspects of ourself are difficult for us to experience. To me, that's Dharma. That's what people's lives are about is where are the places where I'm not intuiting the totality of myself? Where are the places where I'm constantly thinking about the totality of myself? That's narcissism. Narcissism is where I think, what am I missing? Why aren't I feeling good? Why don't I have this? And that's where most people's suffering is. And there's no joy in conceptualizing. There's no joy in overthinking those things. 
In fact, those are usually the symptoms of a place where the bonds to the primordial ground of existence have been broken. And the game is, is to reconnect those bonds yourself. That's the struggle that you see in people's astrology charts. Where are they trying to reconnect? To the places that are eternal in themselves that gave them, that gave their consciousness momentum to come into this lifetime. With a purpose and a meaning. And each one of us, and you can see this in people's astrology charts, manifests an environment or finds ourselves an environment that reminds us where we're aware of those primordial bonds and where we're not so sure or where they're unknown to us. And the struggle you see in people's astrology charts is the reparative effort of reconnecting those bonds. And once those bonds are reconnected, they own them. They know how to do it. They know how they got there. So, and then they can do things with those understandings. So the question, is astrology real? That's a question that the ego asks. That's like saying, is my body real? It's an absurd question. Because more, more often than not, somebody's ego state is a response to their environment. It's a way that they feel comfortable dealing with their environment and have their whole life. And in the work of somebody like Carl Jung, what his plan was, was one, to point out that the ego state was one of many states a human being had access to. It's a complex. It's one of many complexes. It could be 30 of them or 40 of them. But it's the one most people operate from because they feel the most safe. And the point was, was to have that state take on more colors of the self, of what's eternal and precedes this lifetime and follows this lifetime and is interwoven in this very lifetime and then just have the ego be an ambassador for that rather than a warrior against what it's experiencing. So if the ego is mostly blue and the self, which is eternal, is red, you just want to keep moving it towards purple and taking on these awarenesses of things that are usually outside its capacity. And by expanding its capacity, 
you, ex- you expand its depth, you expand its compassion for the struggle of others and its empathy, and also you expand its humanity. And so when I am sitting down with somebody on Zoom or in person, that's what their astrology chart's about. I can't tell you how many people in my psychedelic work, when I talk to them about astrology, because that's not usually why people come to me in that work, and say, this is a tool we can use, say to me, oh, I don't believe in astrology. So let's not do that. And about 75% of them at a certain point go, oh, okay, let's look at my astrology chart. What could it hurt? And we do that. And they're usually amazed by how much information is in there about how their consciousness functions and has been there functioning their entire life. And the other 25% who don't do that, then their whole first sit is about what we would have discussed if we talked about their astrology chart. <laughs> it's like clockwork. I, I know that's going to happen. So when you're talking about these realms, when you're talking about astrology, when you're talking about psychedelic consciousness, you're talking about the mechanics of somebody's consciousness in relationship to the all. You know, this past week I had somebody have a sit and they said the most wonderful thing they said. Their issues, I'm I'm paraphrasing, they said their issues and their defenses and their struggles are infinitesimal compared to the vastness of their consciousness. And both astrology and psychedelics are about that. They're about realizing that your struggles... And your challenges are infinitesimal compared to your capacities. Compared to the enormous amount of energy that generated your lifetime. That wasn't just procreative. That was purposeful and intentional and was designed to create a new kind of awareness that changes consciousness itself and its understanding of itself and makes physical reality a field of experience where that can happen. So, is astrology real? Fuck yeah, it's real. And I've seen it a thousand times. And I hope Anyone who's listened to this has been more inspired to understand astrology as it relates to them, but also astrology in general and consciousness in general. Because as I always take it back to quantum physics, When they first looked at an atom, like 40 years ago, they're able to look at an atom with an electron microscope. Nobody was able to draw any consensus about what was holding an atom together. 
And still nobody has. But the theoretical consensus among quantum physicists is that what holds an atom together is intelligence. And the same intelligence that holds an atom together, that's holding everything together in the room you're in right now, that's holding you together, can be known through somebody's astrology chart. Its intention for them can be known. Thanks for listening. This is one that I enjoyed making. And this is Robert Mitchell on High Tide and the Dream Time. And you can go to my website at www.goingquantum.org. And there's essays on that website. And there's contact information. And there's a lot of things to think about there. So if you've enjoyed this, check out the website. And I've got other podcasts at goingquantum.org. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, there's other podcasts on there. And there is also High Tide in the Dream Time on Anchor Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. I enjoyed making it. Take care. Bye.